what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are going to have our next installment of My Kelly Experience, where we have a couple of fans come on the show and talk about their experiences seeing Kelly, meeting Kelly, et cetera, et cetera. So today we have two fans. Mm-hmm. We have Dan and we have Jenna. Awesome. I always love doing these episodes because first and foremost, I just love talking to other fans around the country because it's so much fun. And everybody has a different story when it comes to Kelly, whether they have or haven't met her or they just have great stories about how she has impacted their lives. And so I'm so excited to hear both uh, Dan and Jenna's stories uh, because I I have big questions for both of them because these are two very unique stories. One of them, uh, if you've been a fan for a while, you may know, uh, but you may not know all the details. But uh, the other, uh, these might be new stories for you. So this week, we actually got some kind of random yet very awesome news about a new song that Kelly is going to be on that's coming out on January 27th. Yeah, we uh this is the first new music that we're going to be getting in 2021. It's a duet with her winner of the voice, Jake Hoot. It's called I Would Have Loved You. Uh as of the time of this taping, all we've received is just a little bit of clips of the song. Um so there's not a lot to go off of here. It looks like kind of a sweet little duet. Um it, it's so hard to gauge with these winners of the voice because and we've talked about this a little bit on the show before where they haven't really been breaking through and getting some really considerable airplay on the radio as far as uh, exposure. And I, I don't know. I'm, I think the only reason why this song is going to get in the door, so to speak, into program directors desks and, and inboxes is because The fact that Kelly Clarkson is on it, um, you know, we have such a short term memory when it comes to entertainment and music. It's a very what have you done for me lately kind of an industry. And so, you know, tell me how long it's been since Jake Hoot won The Voice and how many people, especially people who can help forward his career, meaning radio, you know, record industry people, how many people remember that he won the voice. So he's got a little bit of an uphill climb. It definitely helps to have Kelly on his song. The little bit of clips that we've heard, again, sounds like a sweet song. Um, I don't know if this is going to be another uh, secondhand heart kind of a situation where it's a really good song, but yet just doesn't get any traction. Uh, By the way, hashtag justice for secondhand heart. That was a fantastic song. Yes, agreed. And... So we'll have to I, – I, I hate to I hate to cop out and say we'll have to wait and see, but we'll have to wait and see uh, just because we, A, don't have the full song as of our taping. And it is just so hard to gauge these, these voice contestants because as of yet, none of them uh, – and I'm talking recent like Kelly coached 
contestants, not, I mean, you know, with apologies to like the Cassidy Popes of the world. Um, it's, it's so hard to see where these guys are going to go at the end of the day. It's exciting to have some new music from Kelly. Hopefully this is the beginning of many, uh, new instances of new music with uh, a new album on the horizon. Uh, so it's, it's nice to start off the year with this. You know, we got spoiled during the holidays with a couple of Christmas singles and now we're just a couple of weeks into the new year and we've already got a feature on another song. So, so far, so good, I suppose. Yeah. Plus, we're getting a music video, it seems. Yeah. Um, from these clips, and she looks like stunning. So yeah, like uh, early, early meaning of life era Kelly mm-hmm. looking like. Yeah, I'm, I'm very here for it. Kind of Stevie Nicks a little bit with the black, yeah, and the long straight hair. I thought I'm that too. It. I'm glad you're on that same wavelength with me because I was definitely getting some Stevie vibes. Yeah. Uh, another thing that has been uh, really great, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, is the uh, performances that we got on the Kelly Clarkson show uh, in the past week. We got some really, really solid covers, uh, including a cover of Fleetwood Max's Dreams, uh, which was fantastic. And then I did not realize until we got it that I needed a cover of You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Yes, I... That's so it's that's one of my top five favorite songs ever. Really? Which is really random, but I I don't know. I've just always been a massive fan of that song. And I actually like went back on at my like tweets and I requested it January 2012 for the stronger winter tour, the first (laughs) time they were doing those requests. Wow. And I kind of forgot about it, but I was like, did I once ask them to play this? And I did apparently. (laughs) Um funny. I feel like I feel like I was a little disappointed with the cover and it wasn't bad, don't get me wrong by any means. Uh-huh. I think I had such high expectations, but I also think it I would have enjoyed it a lot more had it been the full version. Oh sure. Cuz that it's a long it's a long song, it's very wordy and mm-hmm. obviously we only get like a minute of it and the real song is like probably close to 4 minutes. So mm-hmm. um but I regardless, I still enjoyed it. Um and one step closer to her covering all of my favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> How dated would it have been, though, to hear her shouting out uh, Beck, Hanson, Ma- Marilyn Manson, and Courtney Ma- Love? Marilyn <laughs> Manson. I was just thinking that. I was like, I kind of would have loved it. Here is uh, my uh, random beef with these 90s artists. <laughs> my ode to 1998. Yeah, yes. I kind of would have loved it. But no, it was a really solid week of covers. And also, Kelly got a little bit of the K-pop kiss uh, this past week, she had a new K-pop band uh, called Seventeen on the show, and of course, I, I I have to be the first to admit I'm not a K-pop guy. I don't. Um, I've never gone down that rabbit hole, and so I'm I'm literally going to sound like the old guy in the room who's like, I don't get this whole like K-pop thing. I don't. I don't, understand. I don't either. I, so if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell, you know, one band from, I know there's a BTS and you can't even say their name on social media because then suddenly you get a million followers from, you know, South Korea. And um, I, I mean, they, they were apparently on the show and then suddenly I like to follow the, like the Twitter trends and stuff. And suddenly Kelly was like trending in, in the world. And I'm like, what happened? And turns out it was just this band was going to be on her show. And so, uh, I mean, look, it's it's nice publicity for the show itself. It's always nice when you can get that. And it's very rare when a guest on a talk show outshines the actual host themselves as far as exposure online. 
So I suppose that was nice uh, for her and for her show. And you always want to get new people coming into the show. And maybe a couple of people that are 17 fans liked what they saw and plan on coming back. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, One more thing uh, I did want to talk about from the Kelly Clarkson show this past week. She had an interesting interview with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And she mentioned that she was she was thanking Jennifer Love Hewitt for something that she had said to her back when she was on American Idol and she was in the top three and they had gone to one of the MTV award shows. She didn't really specify. I mean, it was either the movie awards or the VMAs. It was and probably she, it was probably the VMA where Avril Lavigne like snubbed her. Oh, and shoved her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the week before she went idol or something. That's like right. That. That's right. Probably. That's that's my guess. Maybe that's what she meant by her saying that celebrities were very mean. <laughs> I was like, that's still on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got video proof. Yeah, she mentioned that uh, celebrities were kind of looking and talking down to her and Justin, and I'm, I think Nikki was there as well. And uh, she said that Jennifer Love Hewitt had given her some very kind advice and was just in general very nice to her on the red carpet. And so it was just an interesting – because Kelly doesn't tell a lot of stories about the old idol days. We don't hear a lot of the stuff that we don't all already know. And so it was it was fun to hear sort of a, a little bit of a new snippet from that time in her life. So there you go. Some uh, updates from the world of Kelly this week. And we have our first guest here with us today. His name is Dan. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Now, Dan, where are you from? I am growing up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So born and raised. So nice. You are I was ju- there once. So you are just up the highway from me since I'm in Des Moines. Yeah, you're in Iowa, right? That's right. It's good to have another Midwesterner. Yes, we are. We are. We are good people. <laughs> I'm going to preface a little bit with one. So you have two interesting stories. Um, I'm going to preface with one of them. And I was at the Mall of America. I think it was in like 2006 or something. And I have a really funny picture. My mom made me pose with a mall cop there. I don't know why. That is my only memory from the Mall of America is a picture of me with a mall cop. And I'm just like, it's, re- it's really awkward. That's so random. It is incredibly random. but so, um, so no stories about like the stores you went to or like Knott's Camp Snoopy? Like you remember? I did pet a stingray. I did oh, pet, pet a okay. stingray. Yeah, oh, so there was to, like some to, sort uh, was of. was it Sea Life? Is that what it was? Whatever it's called. I have no idea. I just know there was like some sort of like aquarium there and I touched a stingray and I think I got a sticker for it. Um, Yeah, that's really off topic. But anyway, so can you tell us a little bit about like how you became a fan? Yeah. So actually I was a fan since Idol, but um, I remember like prepping for this podcast. I remember the first time that I was like, okay, you're kind of a stan. Like you are this, you're, you're, you're in it for the long haul. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but in 2007, when Never Again came out, um, a Florida radio station either leaked it or like on purpose, or it was it was supposed to happen. I'm not sure, but I remember being up until like midnight trying to listen to this damn song. And I, looking back, I'm like, okay, you are you're definitely a fan. Like this is this is it. So um, I think since then, I was you know pretty much on the fan um, club and on, on express boards since then. But yeah, been a fan since idol and, and yeah. This is so not important, but like speaking of that song, I remember like, I think it was before the actual song came out, 
there was like this random remix that came out and that's what we heard first yes the david Audi remix yes. first came yeah. out and then like i said i i, I want to say it was an flz um radio station in florida that like premiered it yeah and i just remember freaking out and thinking it was such a it was such a cool experience like back then when songs came out that aren't like it is now you know it was just it was so the smoke and mirrors of it it was just it was really neat so i just remember that experience yeah i remember um i remember wflz down in tampa they were the one who had the premiere for never again and just like i think elvis duran at uh z100 he had my life would suck without you and i just remember sitting in my living room like coming up with an excuse why i couldn't go into work and i needed to stay home for a couple hours and i'm sitting on my couch like streaming the station going come on oh that's Uh, awesome i'm so glad we're all we are all weird it wasn't just us that was sitting on respective couches and everybody was (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) um so Dan, so you've met Kelly a few times and one of them in particular, I guess I kind of prefaced earlier, was at the Mall of America. And you said it was for the Microsoft store opening. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. So can you explain to, I've never done one of them, but I have a lot of friends who have done them. And can you explain the absurdity of going to a Microsoft store opening concert? Okay, so I think, don't quote me on this, but I think the Mall of America was the first one that she ever did. So I heard it through, like, I want to say the Express Board. They posted, you know, something about this happening. And I I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, like, in my backyard. So since it was one of the first ones, I don't think they really knew, like, the gravity of, one, her fans and just the whole situation. So we had to stand outside from about 7 p.m., mind you, in November, this is November 2010, from 7 p.m. to about midnight, and then they finally let us in the actual mall. And it was the first 100 people in line got to meet Kelly and go to her like concert that she put on um, at the mall. So they let us in around midnight, and then we stood in line in front of the Microsoft store and waited until about, I wanna say 11 o'clock is when they let us go and go to like the, the actual stage. And we got to um, have like preferred seating or standing next to the stage. And then she did her concert and it was just so surreal. We had like wristbands too. Um, so she did her concert and then we, we go to the actual Microsoft store and stand line again. And I am delirious at this point because I'm up for 24 hours plus on adrenaline you know, not even knowing like what's happening. And, and yeah, so that was just a crazy time. So we, so I'm in line and I can see Kelly and I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, what am I going to say? Like what the things that go through your mind are like the stupidest things. And so I get to her, I'm next and I, I see her and I do this like dance. Like I'm like, Hey, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. And she actually makes fun of me in her, in her Kelly, you know, way like, Oh, I love your dance. Um, she, and then she, she, she laughs. We have, we have a, a, a laugh about that. And I, <laughs> so embarrassing. I um, proceeded to say, did you see me in the audience? I was wearing like these, <laughs> these crazy sunglasses and this bright sweatshirt. And she's like, Oh, well, it was a great show. Thank you for coming. And like, totally just trying to like make me feel better. I think. <laughs> um, and then I just thank her uh, for doing this this concert and i asked her when her album was coming out and we posed for a picture and, and that was it so yeah and, and then, of course waiting outside in the november 
in Minnesota, not the most fun in the world. Not ideal, no. But they were super sweet. You know, they had a bunch of uh, workers come and like um, make sure we're we're comfortable and warm. And I think they gave us like some water and some snacks and stuff. But yeah, it was not ideal weather. (laughs) No, it's like absolutely insane waiting for that long. Like literally having to camp out overnight. And then yeah, like my first experience ever doing anything remotely like that you know it was I was I didn't think like going into it I didn't prepare at all (laughs) like I didn't know and I didn't know you know I was so naive like in 2010 I'm like oh I'm I'm gonna go see Kelly and not thinking ahead of like we're gonna be there for a good haul (laughs) now where did they have the concert did they have it kind of in that that large area by the elevators where kind of all the big performances happen at the Mall of America well you would think that would be smart of them but they actually the Microsoft store was not close to that rotunda area. So I think probably for security reasons, they had it close to the store. So Kelly could get there in, you know, a safe way. So they had it like in this makeshift stage, which is was kind of above us. So we had to like look up, which was kind of awkward. Um, so it kind of was an odd concert experience, um, but it was fun. That's awesome. So you also, a couple of years later, were in the mall and uh, had a little bit of a surprise. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So I was at the mall about four or five years after that. And on they have like on um, the fourth floor, they have this thing called like the Celebrity Wall of Fame. And so I'm up there and I'm like, wow, oh, Kelly has to be on here, right? That was, you know, 2010. That wasn't that long ago. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, there she is. I'm like, this is awesome. Well, I look closer and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> it's a, so it's a picture of her hugging me and it's the back of my head. And I'm like, what is happening? It was like, is this me? Is this for real? Like, it was so cool. So I took a picture of it and I freaked out. Is it, is it still there? Yes, it's still there. So by default, Kelly and you are on the wall of fame at Mall of America. So you're welcome, you guys. You're, you're talking to a, a celebrity here. Wow. Oh, my God. It's our first celebrity on the podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry it's not Kelly, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. You know what? It's it's one degree from her, so it's totally cool. Now, That's Dan, awesome. you've had uh, you've had more experiences uh, with Kelly. Tell us kind of uh, your, your other awesome story. Okay. So the next one was um, the Piece by Piece tour. And... I'm one of those fans that it doesn't bother me if I look on YouTube prior to the show. Cause I, I, I want to know where the best seats are and I, I want to know where she's going to be um, for majority of the concert. So I had that in mind. And I, when I got the tickets, I, I wanted to get um, the general mission on the floor. So I scoped out the best seats and I got it right at the end of the catwalk. And, Cause I, I saw that she was going to be staying there for the most of the, of the show. So I brought my friend Gwen, shout out to Gwen um, to the, the uh, concert with me and in between songs my friend Gwen is jumping up and down waving her arms and screaming and I have we didn't talk about this at all we didn't know this was she's gonna do this so I'm like filming Kelly and I'm not sure why I was recording but I I was and Kelly's like what and my friend Gwen's like pointing to me and she goes he's your biggest fan and Kelly in her mom jokes dad jokes goes well, you're not actually, you're like five, four. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know. So we, we were laughing at that. And I was, I was so shocked that this was happening that I, I, I felt like 
10,000 eyes on the back of my head. Like I was like sweating. Like I was like so nervous. So I was in my nervousness. I'm like, she's not drunk. And Kelly's like, wait, she's drunk. <laughs> and we're like, no. She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, the, the, the show would be even better for you if it was. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so she proceeded to, to to laugh about that and and you know and, and Kelly banter kind of um make fun of us and and she said, Oh, thanks for being a fan. And yeah, it was it was a pretty like random fun moment for us. We we were like, this is not happening, right? <laughs> As someone who has also been called out from the stage before, it it is a weird experience because at first you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is really great. You know, my favorite singer is you know, speaking directly to me at a concert, but then you start to realize that, like you said, all of the eyes of the arena are now on you. And that is a very unsettling experience. It's, it was like, you were the only person in that whole stadium. Like it was weird. And I'm like, I could never be famous. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, how does she do it? Like, you know, I, I don't like, I don't want anyone looking at me, you know, and then <laughs> to have like 20,000 people like staring. Well, I mean, and the weird part was I wasn't even facing them. So I couldn't even see anyone's reaction. So that was like the odd part of it. I'm like, I can totally tell everyone's staring at me, but I can't even validate it because I can't even see them. That might be better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, good point. Good point. And there, well, something else happened that I think Jeremy wants to talk about because it's one of his favorite Kelly live mo- Kelly live moments. Yeah, so so Dan and I have have been at the same show together. Uh, obviously, we didn't know each other, so we couldn't uh, give ourselves a hearty high five. Uh, but you know, as somebody who is from the uh, the Twin Cities area, is that safe to say? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, at, you know, there's the, the the aura of Prince is is everywhere in uh, Minneapolis and in in the Twin Cities area, and so this is uh, if I remember correctly, this is piece by piece tour. This is the same tour uh, that you were at, and was it uh, 2015? Uh, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so that was the tour uh, again. Another one of the tours where she does fan request and. I also happen to know, like, I'm like you, like, I don't mind looking at the the set list ahead of time because I always want to know where fan request is going to land because, you know, when you're, when you're a person in the, in the fandom and, you know, that year, everybody was putting the videos out of their respective fan requests. So, you know, of course I'm thinking it's, it's my responsibility as a fan to be the one who puts the video out. And so I'm making sure I get a good video and I want to get, you know, all the stuff at the beginning and all the stuff at the end. And so I knew fan request was coming. And then she starts to talk about how she's going to sing purple rain. And I thought I am in trouble because this is Prince is one of my, you know, top five favorite artists of all time. This song is one of my top, you know, favorite songs of all time. Uh, I got I had the uh, the pleasure of seeing Prince in concert and seeing this song performed. Oh, no way. Yeah, seeing this song performed by him was easily one of the best concert moments I've ever had in my life. Um, and so I knew she was going to sing it, and I said, "This might be too much for me." 
you know, it, it, it was one of those moments where I kind of didn't want to have the camera in my hands because I wanted to just stand there and sort of absorb it and take it all in because this was going to be, and this is going to sound corny, but this was going to be an emotional moment for me because you're, you have a lot of, of things going on that you really love and they're all happening all at once and it's, it's very overwhelming. And so it turns out that whole experience that I had, we have you to thank. <laughs> You're welcome again. <laughs> so tell us about the whole uh, the whole process of what made you decide to request Purple Rain. Um, you know, what, how did that all come about? Yeah, so I tweeted um, Jason because I, I believe he was the one who was who was doing the, the whole um, fan request at that time, and I knew I wanted to do a song that they would gravitate towards, and I wanted to do a song that was special um, for that city. So I actually did two Prince songs. I did Purple Rain and Red Corvette. And then I I did three um, other songs, but I don't remember the other artists I did. And I just wanted something to be special. And I honestly didn't think that she was going to do it only because it was such a big artist. And she she tends to not do a ton of big artists covers. So I was like, well, you know, I'll try it. it we'll see what happens. And literally my friend Gwen saw it on the stage monitor, my name pop up. And I'm, she's like, oh my God, it's going to be your song. I'm like, there's no way in hell because this moment, like Kelly talking to us was probably one of my greatest moments in concert I'll, I'll ever have. I'm like, there's no way that this can get any better for me. So she prefaces the song of, I'm going to be doing a, a song from someone from here. Don't judge me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to do Prince and I, I didn't know which song it was going to be and and then the purple lights come on and I'm like oh my gosh this is such an, an iconic moment and I don't think at the time I realized how big of a moment this was going to be for for fans like you and and just at that concert in general because I was you know I wasn't thinking of so many different things of coming off of her talking to us and then this happening but yeah, it was such a, it was for you, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine like throwing in those two big artists in one sitting. It just had to be such a cool moment. Yeah, it really was. And I, you know, even just you talking about it, it actually just gave me the hair on the back of my neck stood up when you talked about the lights going down and then turning purple. And because I remember all that and I'm just, and because it was almost like that was the visual cue that this was actually going to happen. And and I guess for people who are not as affected and are as touched by music as uh, like I am or, or many other, you know, music fans are, it's hard to explain the the reaction, the 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 visceralness that happens inside your body when something, you know, something like magical is about to happen. And, you know, some people are like, you know, they, they left that concert and they say, oh, yeah, and she played Purple Rain, totally random. But then there's others uh, who are closer to where I was, where that experience meant more. It just meant a little bit more than your average fan request if she were to do a, a Martina McBride or a Coldplay song. Um, and so, and, and I mean, she couldn't do a Prince song in, a, in any other city. She really couldn't because it did mean a lot more. And he was even still alive at that point. You know, he wouldn't pass for another year or so. But right, um, yep. but it, it just there was just something about being in the cities, being at that show. It's her. You know that she can nail it because she nails every song. 
And then it's that artist, that song. It was just one of those perfect storms where everything came together. And then, of course, she nails the song. I was going to say she nailed it. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I remember like welling up at the end of the song because I'm just like, oh, my God. Like she and I'm, I'm like and I'm all these thoughts are going through my head. Like, I'm so excited for Aben to get to do the solo. Oh, and right. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the whole band and everyone's into it. And I'm just like, man, this must be an absolute joy for them to get to do songs like this in locations like this. Cause it's, it's one thing to to do a band that's based out of LA and you cover their song in LA because like so many bands are based out of LA and so many bands are based out of New York, but you know, here in the Midwest and Dan, you and I can appreciate this. You know, we don't have a lot of that, you know, there's not a lot of artists, you know, so maybe next time, you know, Kelly plays, uh, you know, the Excel Center or whatever, you know, she'll cover Lizzo or something, you know, which would be equally as cool. Um, right. There was just something, every, all the stars aligned that night and it just made for one of, and, and I guess I've never really thought about this out loud about what my favorite Kelly concert experiences are. Um, like, I shouldn't say like, as not as a whole, but like little moments, like Purple Rain could be my favorite if not one of uh, definitely a top three moment. And so again, I have to say uh, thank you for, for doing that because your, your influence is what made that moment happen. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person in attendance at that concert where that happened. Oh, wow. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Jeremy. Do you feel like the eyes were even more on you after she gave you a shout out? Um, I kind of did but i i think my my friends were just like so shocked i don't think i told any of them that i well i told gwen but i I don't think i told all of them that i requested a song you know because i don't think they understood because they weren't huge i mean they were fans obviously they went to to go see her but i don't think they would have understood the gravity of it but yeah it was that whole concert experience was something that like like jeremy said like the stars aligned not even for just me but like for that audience in that in that moment, it was such a very cool experience. How big was your smile leaving that building that night? Because you get you get shouted out from the stage, and she plays your fan request. I mean, were you ba- did you basically like float home? I will never have to do drugs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting out of the concert and like feeling just inhuman. It was such a indescribable feeling that I had walking out of that that stadium it was just it was so amazing and just indescribable of how um such a great experience it was and and something I will never forget and it's just to show like whoever whoever has not gone to a Kelly concert like they're the best experiences She, she puts on a great show for not even just her fans but just the just how she interacts with us is just amazing and it's it's the best even being in one of the last rows which i have definitely been there um it's still incredible like my very first concert i was in one of the last rows of the of the venue and i did not care i was like this is one of the most incredible moments of my life just being here and seeing her so you're right exactly Um, it really is life-changing Jeremy, where were your seats at at that show? Um, I was along, I was along the catwalk. If you're if you're facing the stage, I was on the left side of the catwalk. I was in the two seats right next to it. 
Oh my gosh, we were not even that far from each other. No, you were probably just a few rows, a few rows away. That is insane. Isn't it weird? Because cause did any of your friends at the show take video or did you take video at all? Yes. Yep, I did. We'll have to get the, the link for your video because I would love to compare the placement of your video and my video to see just how close we were. Yeah, like legitimately right at the end of the catwalk towards the right up, right side. But yeah. yeah. Well, look, uh, Dan, we are so glad that you were able to come on today and, and talk about your stories. Um, I'm actually it's. I never thought I would actually get to to do this or say this, but I have to say thank you so much for requesting that song at our show because, uh, like I said, it was it turned into one of my favorite Kelly concert moments of all time, and uh, and we have you to, to thank for it. Oh, thank you very much for coming. That's so, that's so awesome. That's so cool how one like choice can can make a difference. You know that one small. You know what? And I wasn't even doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a cool. You know would have been great but yeah that that's cool that i affected so many different people and it's the thing i like to say is that every single concert you go to that ends up being somebody's favorite concert of all time uh it doesn't matter who the artist is when the show is there is somebody there who is seeing their very first concert ever and that show ends up being someone's favorite of all time for some reason or another and so it's always interesting to find the reasons why shows become people's favorites. And so it's nice for me now to sort of, I don't want to say it's closure, but it's nice to be able to fill in some of the gaps uh, as to why that's that uh, show is one of my all time favorite Kelly shows. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for being on the show. We really, really appreciate it. We can't wait to talk to you again sometime. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys have been awesome with this podcast and I'm, I'm such a fan. So thanks so much. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you, Pam. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. And we have our second guest uh, of the week on the show now. She is a Chicago native, and I am so excited to have this woman on our show today because I have had the pleasure of going to several concerts with her. And in fact, one of the stories that she's going to tell today, I actually got to witness in person, and I'm so excited to relive the story. We welcome to the show our good friend and my fellow Blackhawks fan, Jenna. Hello, Jenna. Hello, everybody. So good to see you. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. And I always told you guys off the air, but I just want to say this is really cool. Congratulations to you guys. This is awesome. Long overdue. And um, I, I love listening every week. So keep keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Jenna. We really appreciate it's always that. So nice. Always so nice talking to you. Yeah. So first and foremost, Jenna, but before we get into sort of the, the Kelly of it all, uh, you are a school teacher in, uh, in in the Chicago area. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like to be a school teacher via the computer all year? Well, I can tell you they did not teach me about this in college. That's for sure. <laughs> um, it has been extremely challenging um, to kind of move everything remote. And I am a PE teacher specifically. So I feel like this is probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest content area to transfer from in person to the computer. So um, it's been a challenge, but you know we're halfway through the year and um, it's surprisingly seems to go by the days go by slow, but the weeks go by fast and, you know, just got to keep our head down and keep moving. Cause, um, don't really have a choice. So just got to keep rolling and hopefully just keeping our fingers crossed that next fall we're we're back in person and, um, kind of back in the gym doing what we do. So 
Yes, you need to keep figuratively and literally moving. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, nice. I'll leave. Yeah, very nice. I'll leave. So, so definitely, uh, thank you for all that you do as as an educator, and because yeah. I, I know that this year has been so wonky for teachers all over the country, all over the world, really. But um, you know, thank you for doing what you do because you know it's it's bad enough that teachers are sort of a thankless job to begin with, but now you guys have had added extra pressure put on you, and you guys have all risen to the occasion. I mean, I've seen it. I have a kindergartner in my house, and I have seen what. PE class looks like uh, on Zoom. And so I know it's a huge challenge. So props to you and, and thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Appreciate that a lot. Thanks. Okay. So we got that out of the way. Let's talk about Kelly Clarkson. First of all, <laughs> Jenna, we always love to have whenever people come on the show, we always love for you to tell your origin story of how you became a fan. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, it was the summer of 2002. And uh, I was 12, 13 years old at the time. Um, I was, you know, at home with a, a neighbor friend of mine and her mom had started watching um, American Idol. And she was like, you guys got to watch this. Like, it's really good. And it was, I think it was big band week. So I, I didn't watch American Idol from the very beginning, I guess, but I, I kind of came in big band week. So I... I literally remember the moment we were like sitting in her living room watching it. And I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but you guys can probably fact check me. I think Kelly was last up for big band. No idea. Sure. No idea. Let's, let's go with that. We'll go with it. So Tamira went and Nikki went and, you know, we were like, Oh wow. You know, the, okay. I was like kind of team Tamira at first. And then, then all of a sudden Kelly came out and did stuff like that there. And I was like, okay. Now, now I know I'm team Kelly. And from then on, I jumped on the train and 18, 19 years later, I haven't gotten off. So, um, <laughs> so that's kind of where it started. And it just kind of like took off from there. I watched Idol every week and, um, you know, just kind of been along for this journey for, you know, 18, 19 years. So it's been a wild ride, but it's been super fun. When was your first uh, Kelly concert? So my first concert was the American Idols tour um, that fall. So it was October. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, we had like, it was cute. We had like a, a limo take us. There was like a big group of like little neighborhood kids that like we all went. I think I wrote like Kelly on my forehead and like eyeliner. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit. So, um, so that, that was my first Kelly concert experience. So let's fast forward five years or so. <laughs> to November of 2007. Jenna's now face this... right now. <laughs> <laughs> so five years later, it's it's the My December era. We have already, as fans, we've already dealt with the whole like arena tour that was supposed to be gets canceled. Kelly is supposed to play the Allstate Arena in Rosemont in the Chicago area. Uh, that show gets canceled. Uh, I know that because I still have the ticket stub. Uh, but she ends up booking at the much smaller Chicago Theater. And the Chicago Theater holds 2,800, 3,500, something like that. And by this point, and I'm, I don't mean to interject myself into your story, but by this point, I have met many people from uh, the Chicago contingent. But I don't believe I had met you yet, Jenna. Uh, I think you and I had spoken a little bit online, you know, back and forth, you know, express board, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but in the middle, uh, or actually not even the middle, it was the near the end of the show. 
something a little bit magical happens. And uh, from here, I think I'm going to let you take it, Jenna. Yeah. So um, I was like really new to the whole kind of like express thing at the time. Like, I mm -hmm. think I had like talked to like a few of you, but um, and I know this may sound absolutely crazy, but like I was a little bit afraid of like, you know, I was kind of shy and I didn't really want to. I know that sounds absurd. That Like, <laughs> like I, who is this girl? I, I know. <laughs> um, so I like kind of knew of all you guys, but I didn't like I didn't have the like guts to come up and say, hey, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway. Um, I knew that that show I had um, really good seats. So we just so happened to um, luck out on some really good seats. We were like maybe in the second row. And but I didn't know where exactly in the second row I was going to end up. So I was trying to think of some way I was maybe like 16. Yeah, 16 at the time, 16, 17. And I was trying to think of a way to get Kelly's attention, you know, because that's what you do. And um I don't mean that anyway. That was dumb. To say. <laughs> that was dumb to say. But okay. No, no. I we we're all thinking it. Okay. Anyway, so um, I made a shirt that said "Bring me on stage." Just real simple, puffy paint, pink shirt. <laughs> like went to Michael's, got the paint, did it. Like I think I did it maybe like the night before, and just kind of let it air dry, whatever. So, um, not really having any sort of inkling that it would actually work. So. Cut to the show. Um, she reads the shirt. And at the very end, during Since You Been Gone, she just kind of reaches out because we were we did end up being that close. When you're in a theater like that, you know, you guys know the first and second row, first few rows, you're like basically already on the stage. You're super yeah. close. So all she kind of did and I ended up having like an aisle seat. I was right on the aisle. So there was like a chair with a security guard who wasn't sitting in it. Um, right in front of the stage. So she ended up just kind of reaching out and said, all right, come on. And I stepped on the chair and I got up and, you know, you can watch the rest on YouTube. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Now your friend Ryan came up with you, right? He did. Yeah, he did. So um, I, I think that was just like, all right, here we are. We're going. Now, I, I feel like you're even kind of being a little modest about this because not only does she invite you guys up on stage and you start kind of dancing around next to her, but she, I can't remember, does she put the mic in front of you or did you just kind of lean in and go for it? Uh, you know, I think she put the mic in front of uh, my face to just kind of sing. And I took, I think, that to the next level. And... <laughs> uh, I actually took it from her hand uh, and like moved and I like left her. I just <laughs> left her behind. Bye Kelly. Yeah. My show now. Jenna's like, I'll take it from here. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking or like, who did I think I was, but I just took it from her and I went up to the front row and was like grabbing people's hands and like high-fiving people and like, she was gone. Like she was just behind me. Like I was like, see ya, I'm out. And <laughs> then I kind of, you know, came back to earth a little bit and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I should probably give this back. I'm trying to find like what I can search on YouTube. Um, it is actually like kind of, there is a picture of me doing that. It's kind of like one of my favorite pictures and she's in the back just like laughing her butt off. Like, I don't know if I can say what I swear on here, but um, <laughs> she's laughing. She's laughing hysterically, and that kind of made me feel a little bit better about it because I was like, oh, my God, Jenna, chill out. <laughs> my name is not on the ticket. 
no, my name is not on the ticket. These people are not here to see you. <laughs> Chill out. Like, give it back to her and, like, just have some fun. So, to be fair, Clarkson got an hour and a half. All right. You can have a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. She can take a backseat for like a minute or two. <laughs> now, okay. So that happened, but it's like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. Before you go on, Jenna, I, I have to say that, and this is the moment that does not get told as much, is that we the show ends and we're all because I mean you were the, you were the talk of of people around us, especially. Like go, I guess she had not done that previously. No. I think maybe like not, not to my knowledge. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. And so this this is the moment that endears Jenna to me for the rest of my life. So the show ends, we all kind of crowd out into the, the the lobby, and then we start to spill out onto the street. Jenna comes out, and I think the gravity of the moment hits you when you walk outside of the theater because you – I we walked out of separate doors, but I happened to kind of round the corner right as you and your kind of crew all leave the the, the facility. And you I – rem, I will never forget this. You let out this wail. There is no way that just happened. <laughs> and you just you almost like collapse onto the ground and your friends are like supporting you and they're hugging you at all i mean at all at all but it was like i just i found myself like i ran up to you and i hugged you and i'm like oh my god i mean it was just it was one of those moments where just it was so funny because it just seemed like the enormity of what happened to you as a fan connecting with an artist that you love like it all just sort of hit you in that moment and it was so fun as a as a fan and as you know someone who is who knew who you were I mean the minute you went on stage I'm like oh my god it's Jenna um it it was so fun to see that moment happen not even the one on stage but even the one where you realized what happened to you I honestly like couldn't have described it like any better. It really was like totally that moment for me. And I think you probably missed when I was in the theater, like crying like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but um, that it really was like, it was, I I just had like, I remember being like 12 years old and being like, God, like I would just love to even be in the same room as her. And, you know, as a fan, like we all have that moment, like, you know, I want to meet her so bad. I want to meet her so bad. And, you know, I signed up for the meet and greets. I was in the fan club. It was like, you know, when they did the randomly picking 15 people mm-hmm. or first it was 30, then it was down to 15 and I never got one. And, you know, I, in looking back on it, it was only a span of five years, but like, it felt like an eternity that you're like, I just want, you know, to have a moment with this person and tell her how much, you know, she's affected my life and means to me and all that stuff. And, it was totally that moment. Like it was finally like, wow, I got this moment with this person that I have, you know, looked up to for five years and really had just five years ago was just wanting to be in the same room as this person. And um, it was, it was like a surreal, totally like reality hit me in that moment that like, wow, I had this thing, not knowing really where it would go the next like 10 plus years. Yeah. So now, now Pam, say your line again. (laughs) But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So set the stage for us, Jenna, so to speak. Because I can't keep up. Like, I'm trying to think back and I'm like, I can't keep I don't know. So time goes by. Um, and I actually, maybe a couple years later, I did, um, I won a meet and greet for St. Louis. And this was maybe like a year or two later. 
And um, so I, I met her then and I told her who I was and she was like, oh my God. She's like, oh my God. She's like, we have, we've, we still talk about that moment. Like it's a year later, whatever. So that was really cool. So cut to like, I think it's like another year after that. Uh, it's the state fair tour. She's doing like the state fairs. So she did Indianapolis and then Illinois state fair back to back two days. So I go to Indianapolis um, with Ryan and a couple other friends, um, my friend Lauren and uh, her brother, Steven. And um, so we go and again, we, I had like really good seats for this one. And I brought the shirt, just kind of like had it in my bag. And um, I didn't even really wear it like to the show. So I am in the front row. And again, like with the fair tour, it was like there was space between, you know, the stage and then the seats. But for whatever reason, they let the front row stand up against the stage. Like you could put your arms up against the stage. So anyway, I'm standing there and it was the last, one of the last couple songs. And my friend Lauren was like, put the shirt on, put the shirt on, put the shirt on. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So she was like, just put it on. So I, I put it on and um, she like had started since you've been gone right as I was putting it on. And then she noticed the shirt and like she stopped the song and was like, oh my God. She was like, I know you or something along those lines. I really, I don't even know if there's video of this. It, I, it was like 2009 maybe. And um, so she pulled me up for that, for that one too. Um, and told the band to start it over. And it was kind of cool. Cause we got, I got like the whole song this time. So it was, <laughs> you know, I sound greedy. That sounds terrible, but um, <laughs> no. So that, that was another, um, like wild. And for that one, it was kind of interesting. Cause I knew the like key changes that she does. She like changed yeah. up like, the key change and she changed the bridge a little bit. And she like changed the, you know, so I like knew some of those key changes. And I think that caught her a little bit off guard. <laughs> right, because I feel like she like expects the fans to just sing it how it is on the album, and we're like, mm -mm, "Honey, no, YouTube exists. We've been to multiple shows. We know when you change the lyrics on us." Yes, like we we know the drill. So I think that was her face when I like kind of went up with the key change was uh, pretty funny. I think I have a, a, a similar experience where, and I don't remember which tour it was. I know I was I was at Tinley Park for the show, but it was the tour that she did go on the on the actual tour. I think addicted, that one. Right? I think it was, was that addicted tour. park one. Okay, so yeah, so it was addicted. And uh I remember she did go and by that point the song had been out for a month or two and I just I mean I loved the song so much so I was listening to it on a daily basis. And yeah, and she was singing the song at the show and I'm mouthing word after word like I'm the only one in in who, however many rows that is mouthing every word one by one. And she and I caught eye and she points at me and she's like, sing it. Cause I'm like, and, and granted I'm not Jenna. I'm, I'm not front second row. Like I'm like eight, eight, nine rows back, but she can see me and she can clearly tell that I'm, it's not just like the chorus. Like I'm in like, I'm in the midst of the, of the, of the vocal and she can tell that I know all the words. And so it, I get what you're saying with that. Where it's like, I bet that surprised her as a song that was put out like on a website randomly somewhere to download that there's this one random person in the middle of the crowd who knows every word. So I, I totally get that she would be a little surprised that you would know like key changes and different uh, alterations that she's made. Um, that song should have been a single, by the way. <laughs> yes. I will be yes. on that train forever and ever. That song should have been a single. 
Jeremy, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but whatever, I'm doing it anyway. Do we, it anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna early preface our next episode. It literally is about songs that should have been singles and like number one, number one, <laughs> one. It was taken like forward. Do I have to? I mean, do I have to call it forward fifteen years later to get that out? <laughs> I may have that CD. I think I have that CD somewhere in <sighs> my like boxes of stuff. I have to see if I can find that. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so you know by this point, okay, so the second time you're you're brought up on stage happens, it starts to make its way around the fandom. Uh, Jenna becomes known as Jenna the Stage Crasher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but with every great sequence of movies, it's not just two movies; it's a trilogy. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, I think I owe my stage crashing nickname. Jason Halbert tweeted me one day and said something. I was like going to college and I was in college at the time. So I was like going back to school and he said something about like, good luck majoring in stage crashing or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I think that's kind of who I owe the nickname to. But um, the third time was uh, in St. Louis. It was a St. Louis show. Um, I had a meet and greet for that show. So she did the meet and greets before the show. Um, and I was with, uh, my friend Casey. So we both got to meet her. Yes. Love Casey. Shout out to Casey. Um, we both got to meet her, uh, together. So it was another like tour where she did obviously like the Midwest shows are all like pretty close together. So I would always Mm -hmm. try to get to like two shows, the Chicago show or whatever was closest to Chicago. And then maybe one other one. So I think she did, um, a casino in, I don't even know where it was um, in Illinois somewhere. So I did the casino show. It was like a couple days before and then the St. Louis show. So she, I go backstage, she recognizes me at, at this point. And, you know, she was like, I saw you at the, you know, the show the other day. She was like, I was, I was going to bring you up. And she's like, I didn't. And um, she's like, I really regretted it. So she was like, where are you sitting tonight? Like, are you close? And I was like, I can make my way. Like <laughs> I will figure it out. I'll make my way. I was close enough. I wasn't like, you know, super close that night or anything. Cause, um, anyway, I was, I was back a little bit further, but I was like, I can make it. I'll figure it out. So she was like, okay. She's like, are you tired of since you've been gone? <laughs> <laughs> She's now asking for requests. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, no, like I'm not tired of any of them. And she was like, well, let's change it up. She's like, let's change it up. She's like, how about um, my life would suck without you? But she's, I think she just said, how about suck? But I was like, okay, that sounds weird. Um, (laughs) But she was like, how about suck? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not going to be picky and I'm going to be like, no. How about hazel eyes? Yeah. How about about because of you? I'd like my moment. Um, Wait, is this your meet and greet with, um, I don't want to give it away, but is this the really funny meet and greet picture? Yeah, you can give it away. I don't care. Basically, she rickrolled, Kelly. Yes. Yeah, that was the one. Okay. So, um, anyway, so we're, you know, I think I, I kind of was prepared cause I knew where she, she was like, anyway, so I was like, I know where it is in the set list. I, you know, figured it out. So I was kind of prepared and, um, this time she like gave me a little intro, which was wild. And she was like, this girl's been a fan for a long time. And, um, da-da-da. I don't know. She just like said stuff again. There's like not really video of this anywhere. Ugh. So anyway, so then I, I had to have, the stage was pretty high. So I actually had to have a security guard help me up because it was like up to like my shoulders or my chin. 
And so the security guard just like picked me up by my waist and like basically threw me <laughs> onto the stage. Like it, it's not very graceful. There is actually a video of that. It's not graceful at all. But so anyway, we did my life with suck without you. And um, that I think may have been my favorite because it actually like it is like such a fun song to just like go crazy to. And I think I did some like weird, like rodeo, like hip thrusting, like <laughs> dance. It's like so absurd. Um, but it, it was, it was really fun. Again, like at the end, she does that like key change where she holds the note at the end of like the live performance. So I did that. And um, that was really cool. I got some really cool pictures out of that one, which was really cool. So I think that that may have been my favorite um, favorite moment. Cause that song is just super fun. I know it may be not like the most popular, like in the fandom, but, um, I, I, I love that song. And of any of the times that you were on stage, did you ever think to take a selfie or anything? I did the very first time. So in Chicago and like, you know, you, I'm up there, it's 2007. So I've got the, like my pink digital camera. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the like pink Canon digital camera yes. with the like, the loop around the weight or out yes, around and you're like, I don't even know if this is like on our faces, but we're going to like take it anyway. It is the most unattractive photo. I have it somewhere. I have to see if I can find it. It is the most unattractive photo of the both of us. I think that ever existed. <laughs> it is so close, like on our faces. It's brutal. So I, after that, and, and like, it just kind of looked weird. Like I like put my arm around her and I'm like, let's take a picture. Like while you're trying to sing. So after that, I never attempted to take any um, pictures after that. And I feel like this was like kind of before like iPhone cameras were a thing. Yeah. Um, so I never attempted to take any pictures after that. I just relied on everybody else to hopefully get some good work <laughs> for me. Good friends in the audience. You're shouting at your friends like, hey, okay, I'm on my way now. Make sure you're all rolling. You're all rolling. Okay. Get the picture, get the video. Let's, you know, yeah. So there was at one, I think the second time I handed my camera to Lauren, she was in the, um, she was in the front row, you know, the second time. So I handed mm -hmm. my camera to her. Um, so I, you know, tried to have her take some pictures, but yeah, after that, the first time I tried, I never attempted again. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to like go on to the next story. Cause I think I was with you. You were, um, but Jeremy, did you have anything else to say about that? Well, we'll, we'll come back to my question. Uh, okay. Let's have, let's have her tell your story. So I'm assuming this might've been the last time this had happened with you. And I remember this was Miracle on Broadway 2014, 14. Yeah, 14. I think so. I remember being in the car before the show with you and Sarah, mm -hmm. shout out to Sarah. And I remember Kelly had tweeted something. We were all in the car and like, we all have our tweets, you know, on our phone, you know, cause whatever. And we all get the notifications. We're all beeping, yes. you know, there's like four of us in the car. Everybody's beeping. Yes. And basically, I don't know what it said, but it basically said something about like, Oh, you know, who's going to, you know, I'm going to bring some fans up on the stage tonight, like get ready for whatever, for like Jingle Bell Rock or something. Was it Jingle Bell Rock? I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, I think so. And we were like, oh, Jenna. And you're like, I'm not going up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not going up. I'm not volunteering. I've had enough. Like, we'll give it to someone else. And then I'll let you tell the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. So that was my approach to it. And I was like, I'm done. My days are are over. Like, you know, let, like I said, let other people have their moment. It's their time. Um, and so we're in the audience and um, she's, you know, it's Jingle Bell Rock time. 
and she's asking for people and she's pointing people out and she's just kind of like randomly picking. And all of a sudden she's like, is Jenna here? And I was like, (laughs) this is in the middle of Bridgestone arena. Like this is the middle of the arena. There's like, I I don't even know how many it holds. 15,000 people. She wouldn't even know that you were there. Like she's just, she's asking for you at a random venue. That's the yeah. thing. I I mean, I think, I think a couple of the band like follow me on Twitter. So maybe obviously I was tweeting that I was, you know, in Nashville at the time, you know, with friends and whatever. And, um, you know, that we were going to the show that night. So like I had tweeted about it. So I think maybe a little birdie had told her that I was going to be there. Um, so yeah, she literally was like, where's Jenna or is Jenna here? And I just kind of like, that was like the most, I think, surreal moment of my entire life. Like (laughs) literally like 15,000 people in this arena. And she's like, is Jenna here? And it was just, and I was like, okay, yeah. But like, how do I let you, like, do I raise my hand? Like, what do I, like, what do I do? Every other Jenna in the room is losing their mind. Like, yes, I'm here. (laughs) Right. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't know what to, and then like, she has such ADD, like that she moved on after she said that. So then she was like pointing out more people and asking more people to come up. So I just kind of was like, okay, maybe she just kind of like forgot and we'll move on. And then she remembered and she was like no wait where's jenna like is is she here and then she ended up you know everybody was pointing like you know you get the like people around you that are doing the arrows <laughs> with her yeah, yeah like yeah. and and so then she spotted me and she was like okay jenna beans like come on up here like you know get up here like what are you doing like it was like it was expected and i was like this is insane so i go up and you know, she hugs everybody, like super sweet, like so nice, obviously, like she's hugging everybody and she gets to me and she, you know, she was introducing herself to like everybody else. And then I think I was maybe last up because I actually was a little bit further back this time. I didn't have like that great a seat. So yeah. it took me a little while to get to get up there. So I think I was last. And so then, you know, she gets to me. She's just like, Jenna, what's up? And like, gives me this hug. Like, we're like old pals. I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is so crazy. So she splits us into two groups and, um, you know, one group was supposed to sing one part, one group. I think it was very unorganized. I think it was just kind of like off the cuff, like, let's just give this a shot. She never did it again after that. It was the other miracle on Broadway. So I think she was like, yeah, this is enough. Um, So the group that I was in, the two girls, they were like pretty, you know, kind of shy and quiet and, you know, didn't really. And I was like, we are winning this contest. I don't know what we win, but we're winning. So like, I like pulled them in and I was like legit, like strategizing, like, (laughs) like there was so dumb. There was not even like, there was no prize. There was nothing to it. Um, so anyway, I think I did another like ridiculous, like booty dancing and whatever. And like, I just kind of was having a good time. And I did actually take a selfie that, that show. Um, I turned around and like took a selfie on my phone with the crowd. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that was an, that was that was like the sur- most surreal moment of my life. Now, I don't want to, you know, bring this down or anything, but I do want to talk about uh something that you sort of alluded to uh during your story is that you did get a little bit of backlash from the fan community and I mean, personally, I didn't necessarily think it was fair, but can you talk a little bit about kind of your your thoughts about that when you started to kind of see that? 
Yeah. Um, that was another pretty surreal experience for me. Um, only because, you know, this was my, well, I don't want to say my only fandom, but, um, you know, I was getting a lot of attention and a lot of negative attention. You know, obviously I was, you know, close. I had a lot of really good Kelly fan friends in the, in the Kelly community. And, um, like you guys, for example, and a lot of others, and I got a lot of support, but it was the ones that I didn't know that were kind of not really happy about it. Um, and that's kind of where like my decision, not my, it wasn't my decision, but like kind of where my head was at with the miracle on Broadway thing. I was like, I can't go up there. I'm done. Like, I don't really need this like drama and people being annoying and, um, coming after me on social media. And like, I was a teacher, I'm, you know, I was a teacher at the time I was hired. I had a job and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't need people like my employers or whatever, like finding this on Twitter and seeing people, whatever. So it, it was, it was hard. It was weird. It just was people that you don't know having an opinion. And I guess this is what celebrities deal with like every day with times a million, but like people you don't know having an opinion about a situation or something that they don't really know anything about. And that was hard. So, um, luckily it, it wasn't much, it wasn't, you know, like I wasn't inundated, but, um, it was weird. It was, it was hard. Well, and I think it's also, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, jealousy is uh, an evil thing with people. And, you know, I, th I think that it is calmed a little bit, especially now that Kelly has become a bit less accessible, if I can say that. Um, so back, you know, in, in sort of the, the my December, all I ever wanted sort of that time, that was probably like peak accessibility to Kelly. Like, you know, you could, you could get to her and there were ways to get her attention. And I think that people saw it as you getting a disproportionate amount of attention, but, it, sure. but at the same time, it's like, what do you do? Like, you're not cra literally crashing the stage. Like you are being invited each and every time that you yeah. come onto the stage. She's the one who's saying, yes, I approve of you being up here with me. So it's, I mean, you can't fault you for doing it. I mean, okay. Like the first time who hasn't worn a shirt to a concert. That's like, you know, I want to sing with you, bring me on stage. Can I have an autograph? Like everyone's made those. You see it at every concert, no matter who it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't the first one to like, think of it. Like, you know, I stole the idea from other, you know, other people, but yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, it makes me, I felt bad for you because it was sort of undeserved vitriol coming at you when Kelly was the one who was like, Hey, you and I have a thing. Let's keep that thing going. And you know what? Honestly, I, I'm, I think you handled it really, really well. Uh, and I think it's admirable that you were like, no, you know, I'm not, even if it happens, I'm not going to go for it. I'm not going to try. Cause there, cause it would be one thing where, if you got on there one time and then it became your life's goal to get on stage every concert you went to. Right. Um, like there were plenty, I've seen Kelly, you know, at least, you know, plus 30 times, like a lot. And it, you know, it's, I, I want, I don't want to say it only happened four times, but there's been a lot of concerts that I have gone to Kelly shows where she doesn't even see me or doesn't even notice me or doesn't even say anything. Like there's plenty. And like you said, yeah. it's not my goal every show yeah. to, get up there and do something, especially now, like, you know, I was 16 when this first happened and now I'm 30, you know? So it's, um, 
I've matured obviously in that time. So, you know, that's not my goal anymore to, you know, not to, you know, go back to that point, but it's, I just love going to shows. I love seeing everybody. I love hanging out with everybody. I love the music and that's really what it's about. And, you know, I guess I understand where these people are maybe coming from with the, you know, the jealousy factor, because, you know, I think about my days back as an early fan. And if that, if I saw somebody else getting to do that, I would probably have had the same feelings towards it, you know, like, you know, emotions, but, um, I, I appreciate the kind words about handling it well. Cause, uh, you know, I think I bit my tongue a lot more than I wanted to. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I was, look, I was jealous of you, but it was more of a, oh, lucky. Like she is so lucky that she got to yeah. have that experience. Cause this is a story that you can literally tell for the rest of your life, you know, and it'll eventually go from, you know, Kelly brought me on stage to, you know, when your grandma was young and I used to, go to <laughs> I got pulled I up cool on stage. Once. I was cool, I was cool once. once. I feel like that's like a thing, even with like meet and greets. Like, I feel like I get, I mean, again, like I know we all know people who have met her like 30 plus times. We yeah. all know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met her, I think seven or eight times. And for me, a lot of it happened within like a few months, a few months, but people are like, I get the same thing. And I'm just like, it's not like I was, you know, it's not like we like, at, you know, we're like, I don't know. It's right. It, it yeah. just kind of yeah. happens. I don't right. know. Um, well, it's, it's the nature of my, my industry where, yeah. you know, in radio, they, we are, known to go backstage and meet artists because it's sort of the the glad handing of the industry you know we're supposed to go back and you know the artist sometimes is expecting radio people back there and it got to the point where after like the third or fourth meet and greet that i had i stopped like i stopped requesting them altogether from any sort of outlet that kelly was involved in so like if there was a meet and greet giveaway or something like that i never applied for those any of the ones that I got from that point on, it was always a surprise from, you know, my boss that was like, hey, and by the way, um, we got you, we got you meet and greet if that's okay. Um, they're going to be at the will call. And I'm if like, that's okay. To... Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, and yeah, and it's like, and I never asked for them. It was just, oh, this is also included. That's great. You know, surprise the friend you're taking or whatever. Um, cause I was very much the same way where, you know, after, after a couple of times you post on social media with a picture and they're like, again, <laughs> you know, yeah. yes. you know, Oh, stock much. Oh, you're stalking her. And I'm yes. Like, no. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many times I've gotten. Yeah. Stalker, even from like, not just fans, but like people in my life, like, friends. like, yeah. Friends and people on Facebook that are like, Oh my God, stalker. Like, you know, it comes with the territory of all yeah. of this, but, um, that was, yeah, that's, that's something, but it, it kind of goes back to what you said. It's, it's not like, um, you don't, and then it, it got weird after that, like after the first and second time, because I always felt like I had to watch what I said and I had to watch what I tweeted to, I didn't want anybody to think that I was like trying to get attention. Like, I didn't think that I, 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 excuse me, I didn't want people to think that like, oh, she's just tweeting that because she wants to get on stage again, or, oh, you know, she's tweeting the band. And like, I always felt like I kind of had to watch and be careful from then on about what I said, because I didn't want to get any negative attention. And, um, you know, now looking back at it, it's like, screw you guys. Like I should have (laughs) just said what I wanted to say, but, um, it, it made things a little complicated after that, because like I said, you know, after that moment, I got, you know, a couple of the band members started to follow me and interact and things like that. And um, I always was very nervous about how that was coming off to other people. 
for sure. I feel like we're in like a hardcore therapy session right now. <laughs> right? I know we just got like, re- we're getting real deep here. I love it. Well, okay. So, so let's, let's end on a, on kind of a high note here. Uh, what, what accomplishment, what is left for you to want out of a, out of a Kelly Clarkson concert? Like what is something that you would love to have happen at a show that has not happened for you? God, that's like a really tough question. Have you had a fan request yet? I have or not. That's actually a really good point. There was one, and Jeremy knows about this because Jeremy was oh. the one who broke the bad news to me. I think um, I remember this. I requested um, a Michael Jackson song for the Chicago show. Um, was it PYT? Um, I don't remember which Michael, to be honest, I'm not even, I don't even remember which one it was. It may have been. I feel like it was. Um, I feel like it was maybe that too. Um, and I guess she was going to do it. Um, it was on the set list. And I think Jeremy sent me a picture of it and then it got scratched out and somebody else, it got, she picked, um, I think if it makes you happy by Cheryl Crow. Um, was that your pick, Jeremy? No, no, I've, I no, I've never had a fan, a fan request, but, uh, yeah, I do. I do remember that show. Yeah. So that, um, that was kind of a bummer moment, but I was like, it's, I mean, if it makes you happy was like amazing cover. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I would say like a, a fan request would be, um, probably next on the list. Um, I don't know really what else I would want to get out of a show. Like, I think, like you said, I've kind of like been to the top of the mountain and, um, I enjoyed my time there and I'm ready to just kind of like, you know, enjoy myself at the shows like I always do. So, um, I think a fan request would be really cool going forward. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else. I don't think that I would want out of it. Wait until you get my age, Jenna, and you're like, you know what? I don't need general admission seats. I'm just going to sit in like the seated area. Oh, honey, I'm already at that stage. <laughs> I am already there. You cannot pay me to do a general admission show anymore. I'm old. I'm officially old and boring. Oh, <laughs> Jenna, what happened to us? I know. I used to be cool once. I'm still holding on onto that for all of us, but it might not last much longer. Yeah, I, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm old and boring these days. I'm, like, <laughs> and now, like, even before, I, I used to be like, I have to go to two shows and I have to travel, and like, now I'm like, the Chicago show is fine. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, it's on a Thursday night. God, that's gonna be a late night. <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh gosh. I was like, I just hope I don't see any students at this contest. <laughs> Oh, Jenna, it has been so good to catch up with you and so good to see you. And and thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. I, I never tire of hearing your story. So uh, we really do appreciate you being on today. I, I so appreciate you guys having me. And I, I have to say both of you have been like so wonderful and so positive t- to me personally throughout my time in the Kelly fandom. And Jeremy, I think you even wrote like a really nice article about me on, I think it was your radio station website a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that was like one of the most humbling and um, so like, just so nice. And I just appreciate, like I said, for all like kind of the negative comments that I got from people throughout like my experiences, I've gotten a lot more positive ones. And, you know, you two have always been so wonderful and supportive of me and um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that is, you know, at the sake of being really cheesy and sappy at the end of this, but <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, thank you both. And, um, I, I really do appreciate it. And, and everybody, you know, shout out to everybody that has been, you know, really nice and supportive of me over the past 17, whatever years that we've been on this train. So it's always appreciated. 
I love that. Thank you. And you know, obviously like you're, I feel like you're always such like a fun, positive light in the fan community and just as ooh, I just ripped, I just ripped my, my, my Kelly poster by raising oh, no. my hand. <laughs> That's a bad sign. It's okay. It's my old, um, my life would suck without you poster. It's already bad. bad shape. <laughs> anyway, I was just going to say, you're just like always such a positive light, you know, again, Kelly community and also just like in personal life. So, um, I always love talking with you and yeah, that's about it. You're just, well, thank you. You're always just so like, it's always just so nice to talk to you. I, I appreciate that. And the yeah. very mutual. So thank you guys. I wanted to say that, you know, that day in, in 2007, when I was on stage for the first time, changed my life in, in, in literally in the best way. Um, I, I, it introduced me to so many wonderful people in the Kelly community and that I'm still friends with and still talk to today. And it's, you know, 13 years ago or however long it is now. Um, and I don't take any of my moments on stage for granted. I realize that that's an experience that nobody really gets to have with their favorite person in the world, you know, like that, like I said, that's the top of the mountain. And the fact that I've gotten to like have that experience more than once, I am so, so, so grateful for, and so grateful for Kelly to just, you know, I'm a lunatic on stage. It's obvious. And for her to just continue to be like, yeah, like, let's get her up here. Like have some fun, go crazy. Like it is, I'm so, so, so grateful to her. And, you know, specifically for her to introduce me to, you know, all these wonderful people in my life, you two especially. And um, like I said, I, I don't take that for granted. I understand that it's a it's a once in a lifetime or four times in a lifetime, I guess, experience. So um, it's um, something that I will always, always treasure and have those experiences and have those memories. And it's been amazing to be able to experience that and meet all these awesome people because of it. Well said. Thank you. Amen. Very well said. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. And uh, if we, if we, I hope we will get a chance to talk to you before then, but if we don't, uh, congratulations on the wedding coming up and uh, go Blackhawks. Yeah. uh, Go sports ball. It's going to be a rough year for my Blackhawks, but uh, that's all right. We'll write it out. But thank you for the congrats on the wedding. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, that's it for this installment of My Kelly Experience. Big, big thank you to Dan and Jenna for talking to us today. That was so yes. much fun. Yes, great stories. And if you've got your own My Kelly Experience story, and it doesn't have to be a stage uh, jumping uh, experience or uh, meeting Kelly Experience, if there's just a way that Kelly has changed your life or impacted your life somehow, we want to hear your story. So hit us up at Miss Into Podcast and also via email. You can do Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to read your story. Awesome. And coming up next week, we're going to be doing, I don't know, possibly a controversial topic, but not really. It's going to be... <laughs> we sort of already gave it away, though. Oh, we did. That's right. Okay, yeah. It's songs that we think should have been singles. Yes. Yes. So if you've got uh, maybe some ideas about that, you can feel free to send those over to us. Again, on all the socials, we are at Miss Into Podcast, and you can email us at missintopodcast at gmail.com. Until then, we will talk to you all next week. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. 
Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.